What up, my fellow challenge lovers? Welcome to the Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things the challenge, past, present, or future. If it's happening in the challenge universe, then we are here to document it. I am your host and dedicated challenge historian, Jacob Hollaball. Thank you so very, very much for being here with me today a somewhat special edition of the podcast today as we dive into the future of the challenge show. There is a reason we say past, present, or future in that little preamble that I just got done given that I give every single episode. Normally, this podcast most frequently deals with the present of the challenge and doing episode recaps. It recently has dealt a lot with the past of the challenge, dealing with our rewatch series, diving into old seasons, historical debates over all kinds of stuff. But today is one of those days. The reason that we also include future in that preamble is because sometimes there is so much going on in the world of the challenge, so much news, so many announcements, so many casting spoilers and all kinds of stuff coming out that we've got to sit down and discuss where this franchise is at, where it's going, and what of these news and announcements and things, what our expectations are, what we're liking, what we're seeing, what we're not liking, what we're hearing, not hearing, all sorts of things. So that is the point of this podcast today. The first of three podcasts this week, quick programming notes for you before we get to the actual agenda for today. But those programming notes are that this week we have three podcast covering both the future, present, and the past. All three covered this week on the Challenge Historian Podcast, starting with today, obviously the future, that agenda coming momentarily. Then on Wednesday, we will be dealing with the present. As All Stars 3, Episode 6, it comes out on Wednesday. We will have our recap podcast up that afternoon. Be on the lookout for that if you're not watching All Stars 3. I don't know why, if you're a Challenge fan, which I would assume, listening to this podcast, All-Stars 3 has been great, continues, I assume, will continue to be great, should be watching that pod recap out on Wednesday, and then on Friday, the Challenge Series Rewatch 2022 rolls on with Season 9, Battle of the Sexes 2, so we got the past on Friday, the present on Wednesday, and today, we start it off with the future. Hit that follow, subscribe, wherever you may be listening or watching so that you don't miss a beat, a moment of all of the great challenge chatter we've got coming at you this week. As for today's agenda, covering the future of the show, three specific topics that I wanted to get some thoughts out there on that I wanted to just chat about, rant about, even if you will, because I will preface all of this with saying that a lot of the opinions that are going to be shared today are uh, not necessarily the most positive. My expectations for a lot of things are currently lowering by the day, the announcement, the promo video. And this is a podcast that does, uh, it tries absolute best to keep all of the content as positive as possible and kind of, you know, stick to the fun stuff of the challenge and maybe leave some of the others for other people who are either more equipped or more desire to talk about those portions or to share negative opinions. You know, if you've listened to us cover the last few seasons of the show where there's been a lot of negative fan sentiment that I've done my best to find the best of any of those moments that some others would maybe say are low moments in the show's run. But today there is no hiding that uh, I'm going to... I'm. I'm have some certain feelings about some certain news and announcements and certain things that are going on. And so we're going to get all into all of them. They are related to three specific topics in order how we will talk about them today. The first is the Challenge USA, aka Challenge CBS, which we now know has a premiere date. And we haven't really got a promo for, but kind of, but it's also 
coming out in now a month as of today, a month tomorrow. So I'm guessing we're going to get a real trailer sometime soon. But there's been some news about that. There's been some little nuggets of info coming out. We will discuss that. Then, second topic, season 38, the cast and theme has come out. They have left for filming, so we have a fairly official cast list to go off of at this point, and there's just a couple specific things with that. We're not doing a full cast breakdown. We're not doing a full season preview, anything of the sort. This thing's just now filming. We're not going to see it on our screens for months, um, and we will, of course, do a full preview. Same with Challenge USA as it is. Um, both shows will get their actual full preview. This is not some sort of stand-in for that. Just a couple quick comments that I want to get off my chest. And then the third and final topic will be the Challenge documentary, which was announced a while ago, but last night at the MTV VMAs, we got our first promo video for, and it was only 50 seconds long, but uh, I have some thoughts. So we will share those. And the final thing with the agenda is just a quick spoiler warning for all of the discussion for the remainder of this podcast. There is a slight spoiler warning that is in need. Uh, recap of my own spoiler preferences that uh, also serves as basically the warning for this episode. And that is that I am totally down for all casting related spoilers. I want to know the cast list, the moment it can be made official, the moment they leave for filming and we can officially say these people are actively right there right now taking part. Great. That is when I want to know and then shut off all access to any of those spoilers out there. I do not. Thankfully I've avoided them again for these Currently, at least so far to date, as I record this for Challenge USA season 38, anything like that. But uh, I'm open to the casting spoilers, and that's what will be open to discussion today. Again, not full cast rundowns, but with both the Challenge USA, we're really going to only talk about one specific cast member from it. And then with season 38, uh, a handful of cast members that are both there and are not going to be there. So that is your spoiler warning for the discussion. As it goes today, that is your agenda. Three topics to get to discussing the future of the challenge. Let's dive on in with the newest of the three, the Challenge USA. Topic number one, the Challenge USA. A couple news notes have come out, and I actually have one kind of, I guess I'm. it's weird to even say the words out loud. I have a bit of news about the show myself, which is something I've never done before and maybe will never do again. I'm not exactly a challenge insider or trying to be, but I do have one piece of kind of inside info to share on this show, um, which I'm having a weird, weirdly hard time calling the Challenge USA because for months I've been calling it the Challenge CBS. If you're like, Challenge USA, what's that? The CBS version of the show debuting uh, now one month from now with you know people from Big Brother, Survivor, Amazing Race, Love Island, CBS reality stars doing the challenge, TJ hosting that challenge, which because I've been calling it Survivor CBS for a few months now, calling it Challenge USA sounds like it's been demoted over to the USA Network or something like that, which... Um, it's not true, obviously still premiering on Paramount plus, but does in a neat way, sum up kind of my feelings of the show is that, um, it could get demoted to a lower network. Um, my expectations, my excitement level continue to dwindle and dwindle from not all that high of a starting point to begin with. Um, but let's, let's go quickly in order here. The first, the first very easy thing is just, it debuts July 6th, a month from today. Right now we learn that through, uh, Honestly, kind of weird promo featuring TJ Lavin and Julie Chen back and forth between them announcing the debut of the Challenge USA and Big Brother on the same date. And then, you know, Big Brother people are on Challenge USA, so you should watch. We get it, the tie-in, all that. 
TJ looks a little bit like a prisoner in the, in the video, um, if we're being honest, and we haven't got a trailer or anything of that nature yet. So that's that on the premiere date and that little promo. That's the only real thing to say about that. Then, though, in getting to why my expectations and my excitement continue to dwindle, we've got to talk about the one piece of kind of inside info, I guess is the only way to say it, that I have about this particular show, which is very weird to say because uh, that is not something I try to do or have ever tried to do or will probably ever try to do being some sort of spoiler counter podcast or insider getting info from, you know, cast members production, anything like that. I don't do that stuff. You know, all the places out there where you can find things of that nature out. That is not my bag, nor will it probably ever be my bag. But that does not stop me from being, you know, an active part of the community and interacting with some of the folks cast, production, whatever, that I still may have come across something like some inside info from time to time. And I did sometime within about the last year, I came across a piece of information from an extremely reliable source, one of the best sources I could think of within the challenge community, which I cannot share. Um, but all I can say is that I promise if I did share who or whom the person or persons were that shared this info with me, I promise you would feel the same way I do about that's a good, reliable, like that's a type of person I would want to be hearing this from to believe this and not just some random, you know, person who's like, oh, I got a, you know, that you've never heard of that got a call about something or something, whatever. Yeah, it's, it's a reliable, reliable person. And the thing that I found out and got very, very excited for was that the original idea for the show was not the show that we are now going to get one from a month from now. The original idea for the show was, in fact, to bring the four, the big four within the kind of reality competition sphere, that would be the challenge, survivor, big brother, and amazing race, to big bring contestants from each of those four shows together to compete versus each other, show versus show. Challengers on a team competing against survivor folks on a team versus big brother on a team versus amazing race on a team. And that show sounds freaking awesome. And that show sounds like something that could bring all of those fan bases together, even you know the overlapping parts of that fan base, as well as those that only watch maybe one or maybe one or two of each of those shows. Bring them all together. Let them battle it out to see who's the best of the best. That sounds awesome. And that's what it was supposed to be. I know on authority that people were cast to some degree or talked about casting, that this idea was discussed. And that was kind of the original inception of how this was going to come about. And then at some point during all of that, it obviously changed. And I do not know anything further um, than what that original idea was. So I do not know why it ever changed, how it ever went from, you know, people from the challenge, heavy hitters from the challenge, I should say, um, big, big names from the challenge, no longer being a part, no one from the challenge being a part of it, except for TJ, the host. And now it's Love Island inserted instead of the challenge. And now it's a season of the challenge with no one you've ever seen before. If you've only ever watched the challenge, only CBS folks allowed and no CBS folks who have been on the challenge can come back. That is a weird turn. It's not quite as uh, exciting of a show for someone like myself, who is, you know, big challenge fan and new renewed survivor fan but not so much the other shows and uh i don't know why they would decide to do a challenge without anyone from the challenge except for the host and why they would then also decide why not keep the mtv version going let's have three properties let's split up the player pool all of that it seems very weird it seems very odd and it leaves me wanting knowing that the thing we're about to get 
is not the original idea and that I liked the original idea a hell of a lot more. So that's one thing, uh, just to put out there that, you know, I've known that for a long, long time and have never really been able to share it or felt there was a reason to share it. And this was the only time to really do so um, because, again, that, that original idea just sounds a lot more fun, honestly. But then the second thing that has come out, the actual kind of bit of news that others have shared, is that the production on this particular show maybe is not so great. Uh, maybe they had a tough time. This was There's been a few different nuggets that have come out. I've had to avoid most of them because the moment you start to see some things like that, it also includes, you know, so and this happened and so-and-so got screwed because of it. And I'm like, that's a... That's a spoiler too far for me. That sounds like if I read this, I'm going to learn about something that happened, but it's also going to learn about someone that gets eliminated or whatnot. Can't do that. But the one piece of it, the kind of the most, the biggest piece of it that has been talked about the most comes from one Tyson Apostle of Survivor fame and who hosts a podcast on the same podcast feed as John Bananas' Death Tax and Bananas podcast, which is the Ringer's reality TV podcast uh, show where Tyson does the pod has spoken along with co-host Riley McAtee. And Tyson was mysteriously gone during half of the season, recapping this most recent season of Survivor that just ended a week or two ago, Survivor 42. And he was gone for a few weeks and then back, and he wasn't allowed to say why, but others, you know, like myself, I actually actively listened to that podcast as I've actively been watching, watching Survivor. It's a great recap podcast. Tyson and Riley do a great job. And I knew he was gone because he was filming this season of The Challenge USA. It's the only casting spoiler for Challenge USA, I will say. It's Tyson's on it in some, some way. And when he came back, they were talking about the finale of Survivor, the finale episode of Survivor 42. And during that finale episode of Survivor 42, there was a challenge where it was this big contraption had to be built. All these stages, people running around everywhere. It was super cool. It was, it was really, really cool, visually awesome, exciting challenge, a memorable moment in a very memorable season, um, becoming a huge Survivor fan again off the backs of back-to-back great seasons that they're on. But he was talking about this and how unbelievable of a challenge it was, and he starts referencing, you know, I've just got to say how great the challenge production is, how they never mess anything up. They do such an unbelievable job. They're so professional and they're so great. And that not everywhere is like that. So we should really appreciate that the challenge has that. And he goes on, you know, kind of in paraphrasing here, but uh, he uses the word challenge as much as he can and says to his co-host Riley, like Riley can, you know, like other challenge-based shows don't know how good Survivor has it. You know, they don't quite have the people that a Survivor does. And Riley's like, I can't think of any other challenge-based shows that you could be even talking about. And he basically compliments Survivor over and over, but does it in an obvious way to talk shit about the production he just had openly came off of with the challenge, and it was clear he was trying to signal that he did not think that the challenge production, uh, you know, he I'm putting words in his mouth and that he never said the word second rate, but everything he said kind of alludes to the the term second rate, so I don't think I'm putting words in his mouth by saying that. Um, You can go listen to the podcast. It was the final one of their season. I think, I don't know if they did one more after it, but uh, covering the finale, if you want to hear it, go on Reddit, search Tyson challenge. I'm sure the clip, the clip is floating around everywhere, but uh, two things on what he said. First, it definitely sucks that the production possibly sucked. um, And it's, it sounds like he's not the only one that has come out and said this. That's very sad. We'll talk about that in a moment. The second thing I do want to say though, is he is completely right that the survivor crew 
is unbelievable and does such an unbelievable job. And that that crew should be applauded at length, always, every episode, every season, every every moment of their day they're working. They're doing an incredible job. But the other part, I did laugh out loud listening to him say this because he said that no one else could produce a type of challenge like what uh, what they did for this you know stages challenge. Um, and it just made me think, I, I don't know if you made it to the final of Challenge CBS. I don't know if you've watched too many seasons of the challenge, but like, have you seen one of their finals? Have you seen what they have to build? Yes, Challenge Productions have notably recently had some difficulties here and there, but they... They could have constructed that too. Awesome. They they do some pretty big, pretty impressive stuff of their own. But it sounds like on this particular season, there's a chance that they really don't. And that adds to me continuing to be like, I don't know what this is going to be, how good this is going to be. Is there going to be a bunch of controversy with it? Is, you know, does it have any chance of really taking off and gaining legs and gaining favor in the fandom? And it leaves me asking, you know, is is the same team production team working on all three shows? Is it different production teams for all three shows now? All Stars flagship now this new one. Did they bring people over from a Big Brother, from a Survivor, from Amazing Race into this new show? Is it you know an EP going from the challenge over, but then bringing in a new cast or new cast? Excuse me, a new a new crew. And it seems like as much as I want them to bang out as many seasons as possible of all these different shows. Put the best of the best on it. If you're launching a brand new property, um, make sure you get it right. You have as much time as you want to launch a new property. You're not rushing to get the next season out after they finish one. It's season number one. So take your time, get it right. And it sounds like maybe that didn't happen. We will see. Maybe this is just a couple offhand comments that doesn't represent what we eventually see to be a well-oiled machine. Fingers crossed that's what it is. But it has to say recent history says that Tyson's comments there's a good chance that they're pretty accurate, not just for maybe what he went through, but maybe what everyone went through, because this show, although it has the longest history of any reality competition show out there, and while I will say again, their crew does an amazing job and should all be applauded, this is not some, the challenge production crew sucks, but they've had a lot of kind of open disasters recently. I'm thinking the Total Madness final, which was a complete mess, the All-Stars 2 final, which was a complete and utter mess, um, if this entire season maybe is a little messy, if the fact that we've had how many seasons in a row, it seems like where there's someone ends up pregnant and being allowed to compete on accident and then told they have to leave in the middle and that, do they get a new partner? Do they not? Are they gone? Are they not handling of, you know, situations on total madness, uh, double agents and spies, lies and allies where, Sometimes we know someone did something off the show and now we have to edit them out of the show, but now is the show ruined and could we just say that that person's not cool and show the regular show or like, could we know what they did or this person just got kicked off the show and it doesn't feel like they should have got kicked off. Is there something you're not showing us that maybe is the real reason they got kicked off or just a lot of weird stuff is what happened on recent seasons is what I'm saying. And it hasn't been the smoothest operation. And so here's, Fingers crossed that this was maybe an isolated incident that, you know, was fresh in Tyson's mind or fresh in some of the minds of some of the other people that have started to have some rumblings online, but I don't know. But it all leads me to say that my expectations for Challenge USA are very low, which could be a really great place to be. It means it's got an easy bar to climb, uh, to clear, excuse me, but... Um, my one thing I will offer in front is that they still have time to get in front of this and just the one way they could fix all of this is no matter what the product we're about to see is 
They should just come out right now and declare it the minor leagues. They should just come out and declare it. This is the minors. Flagship show is the majors. All-stars is, you know, a separate majors, kind of for seniors, kind of not, (laughs) division. But this is the show. You come on this show. You get your shot off of coming off another show. You get to do the challenge. And if you have an impact here, you graduate to the majors and you can go on the flagship um, because otherwise, uh, I just don't, I don't know exactly where they're going. I don't know which show of any of the three they expect to be the one around for the long haul. If they expect all of them, none of them, what, but I'm getting a little nervous, more nervous day by day. I was already nervous. Now I'm getting a lot nervous by hearing, you know, the things coming out by knowing what this show maybe could have been in its original inception, all of that. So that's what we've got on the challenge USA for right now. Uh, once an actual trailer gets put out, we will do some version of a full-blown, you know, season preview of this season. I may have to enlist some help from someone, some other, some other people out there in the, in the, you know, challenge podcasting community, maybe that watch a lot of these other shows and can help us learn a little more about some of these new competitors. Cause I certainly do not know almost any of them of the cast that has been announced, but one way or the other, we will be covering it for sure, and we will be doing a preview of sorts. I would assume maybe we do that the week before on you know the 29th of June, which is also going to be the All-Stars finale, possibly. So I don't know when exactly we'll do the, the actual season preview of it, but we will get it mixed in. We will have it before that season starts once we get an actual trailer. So that is news number one, Challenge USA Roundup. Topic number two, then, is the flagship show will be coming back. Hallelujah. Season 38 is happening. They're filming it literally right now as we speak. We're possibly back in uh, a quarantine again because it sounds like they did have, they were having some COVID issues to start filming, but they left for filming a week or two ago, something like that, and then had a little shutdown, I believe, have restarted again uh, once the official cast is announced by the Pink Rose Gamer Vebs of the world. Um, I make sure to completely and utterly tune those accounts out so that I don't get anything beyond these people are officially in the cast and actively filming. I don't want to hear anything beyond that. So this is your spoiler warning again for this this next section. We're going to talk a couple things about that cast and about this season, what we know thus far. So if you don't even want to know the theme of the season or who's cast in it, you don't want to know a damn thing until MTV or Paramount or whoever hosts this show eventually puts out some sort of trailer or official release, then use the show notes. Fast forward to topic number three, but otherwise know that there will be no spoilers other than the cast itself and the the general theme of the season. So know that going forward. So with that, the theme of the season, we're going to start there. And I just have a couple comments on the theme and a couple specific comments related to the cast. And that's all for this because as same with Challenge USA, same with season 38, we'll of course be talking about this a lot all the way leading up to it, including whenever it's announced. I'm guessing this will probably their goal is to maybe, you know, have this ready to premiere the week after challenge USA, which, you know, if that starts four weeks from today or from when four weeks from Wednesday, then maybe season 38, we're looking, you know, at fall, we're looking at, you know, if we go through July, August, September, or when challenge USA is airing, then maybe, you know, an October, November, December type of run for 38, whenever it comes, we're obviously going to go cover it in depth as we always do. But 
Let's talk about the theme very briefly, just a couple opinions on the theme. The theme for this season is, I don't know if they're using the name officially, Ride or Dies, but that is the the working title or the known theme is it's the challenge, Ride or Dies, which means pairs uh, based off either relationship couples or best friends or you know big time allies in the game, whatever. You're working with someone you like. You might be in a relationship with them. You might be best friends with them. You might have worked with them a bunch on the show in the past, but they are your ride or die, and you are now literally riding or dying in the game, in theory. That's why I'm, I'm not sure they're going to want to put the word die in, in the actual name of the show. We will see. But the challenge ride or dies, that's the theme, which at first glance, you're like, okay, that sounds pretty cool, I think. Um, but then it has weird overtones to me of Bloodlines 2, Battle of the Bloodlines, one of the unfortunately one of the worst seasons uh, in history that does feature a couple incredible performances, but not a great season in my book, not one of my favorites to rewatch, certainly. And it feels like at the time when, you know, we're coming off double eight, Total Madness, double agent, Spies, Lies, Allies, which there's been a large you know, portion of the fan base uh, who has not necessarily loved the themes of late. There has been a large clamoring for to bring back some of the classic themes to then go with kind of a Bloodlines 2. And I say the Bloodlines tie because the ride or die thing does uh, have some, you know, teams that have been announced uh, like a Tori and Devin who are both returning and, you know, Alliance in the game or whatever. But a lot of them, most of the brand new rookie players are all, you know, either a friend or a boyfriend or a spouse or something of a returning cast member for uh, instance, Casey, a returning champ, Casey Clark is on the season. Her brother is going to be her partner on the show, assuming the ride or dies are partners and not split up in the two teams, whatever. Who knows what kind of twist TJ has in store. But at the moment, we're just going to assume going in that they, they're all partners. And so, uh, that's what makes it feel like a bloodlines too a little bit that it's a lot of the rookies coming in are going to be, have direct tie to someone already in the game. That didn't really work out as well on Bloodlines as it did on Bloodlines was kind of the spiritual successor of Fresh Meat 1 and 2, which are all-time amazing, unbelievable seasons who brought us unbelievable cast members. So hopefully maybe Ride or Dies is much closer to Fresh Meat, where it brings in iconic a host of iconic characters to us versus a Bloodlines, which really didn't pan out um, with really really anyone having a big impact of the new people that were brought into the show via that theme. So that's the theme. And the other thing is at first I, I want to like it a lot. And I do always, I love pair seasons are my favorite and kind of mixed gender pairs might be my favorite way to go. Um, both the rivals season they've done with it and the exes season, obviously, but speaking of rivals or exes, the official account literally threw out rivals and exes into the ether during the time it was known that casting calls were happening for season 38, they literally tweeted out stuff about like, would you want to see arrivals again? Would you want to see an X's again? And it was like, you know, you've got to know your fan base. You can't do that. And then not actually give us one of those. Cause that's what everyone wants. Everyone. If they announce rivals four or X's three, it would be huge. It would be the biggest news that they could ever announce at this point in their history. And so Doing that and then giving us something else is is very unfair to the new thing, to the new theme that you put out this other stuff in the ether and then you're giving us this. So that that's the only reason why 
I'm a little tepid on the ride or dies is only because they themselves put out the idea of what if we did rivals again? What if we did X's again? And everyone was like, yeah, do that. And then they're like, all right, maybe, but not right now. We're going to do bloodlines too. How about that? I don't know. The cast is looking all right and it's not totally bloodlines. So we'll see. But you said rivals X's and now we're doing this. Anyways, I digress because the real reason that I want to even talk about this cast and even mention the theme and really the real reason I'm doing this entire podcast, I wanted to talk about all three of the topics we're going to talk about today, but I mainly wanted to just talk about one very, very specific thing, and that is this. We are going to talk about the cast now. We're not doing a full cast list. Again, that's for full previews. We're going to mention a few names, but there's one glaring omission. The moment I saw... Hey, they're do people are heading out, casting calls are over, they're heading out for filming. It's gonna be the challenge, ride or dies, and it's pairs based on people that actually like each other, either romantically, best friends, or alliances in the game. I was like, hell yeah, say no more. Cara, Maria, and Polly, they finally are going to bring them back. They're going to allow those two to come back into the game. This is perfect. What better way could they do it than letting them come back in and actually be partners and kick ass and be the villains of the show if that's what they wanted to edit them as, if those that's what those two wanted to play. Whatever. They've both been clamoring to be back on the show. I have been one of many, it seems, that are outspoken about wanting them back on the show, that that would be a big, big, big deal for the show, that it would really help the flagship show. I know I'm I'm not alone, but I'm also that not everyone feels that way. There's plenty of people, probably plenty of you listening to this right now, that are like, fuck that. I don't want those two on the show. They're polarizing, and that's exactly why they would be great, and I personally want both of them back, especially Kara. Um, I happen to just be a bit of a poly fan as well, but there's no argument for why Cara Maria is not, if she continues to want to do this show, which it sounds like she does, why you're not having arguably the greatest of all time female on the show back on the show, one of the faces of the franchise in its entire history, not allowing her back. And then, so I get all pumped. I'm like, ride or dies. Yes, Cara Maria and Polly. That literally, it sounds like they made the theme so that they could reintroduce these two people. And of course, they're not, they were not invited. They were not cast. And you've got to be fucking kidding me that they just blew this opportunity. That it's it's one thing to continue to not cast them. It's another thing to do a theme that works so perfectly to be able to bring them back into the fold, to reintegrate them in a big way and make them a big focal point and make them a big storyline and have a whole bunch of fun with it. And they just don't. And now... This is the time where I have to say I, you know, don't I don't know the inner workings. I don't know specifically if they got a call or didn't get a call or maybe the off the off chance they got a call and they had to say no, but I do know that both Polly especially and Cara Maria as well have both been quite willing to be a part of the challenge community recently, very willing to be outspoken about their thoughts on the show and their thoughts on wanting to go back on the show and be cast again on the show. And that knowing how open they've been about all of that stuff, and I had the fact that I haven't seen anything from them saying, like, we did get called and couldn't do it, like, we're real sad, or also knowing how tied in some others in the challenge community, the podcast community, the kind of media sphere around it, are with Polly or Cara, and usually are open to kind of, they're open to letting others share some, like, they did or didn't, whatever. We've heard nothing, which tells me, and kind of doing a quick right before I clicked record peruse of both of their social media. 
it doesn't seem like they even got called. Um, and if that's the case, it's just fucking horrible. And I'm, I'm pissed about it. I'm bummed out about it. It was such an easy win. It was, it would add so much to the season and they just completely, they completely whiffed. And that's, I'm just, I don't have anything interesting or expert level to say about it other than it pisses me off. And I want Car Maria and Polly on this show. And the fact that they did this theme and didn't use those two as a team is an absolute travesty. On to anything else about it. The other quick things, that's really all I wanted to say. And the only, again, the entire reason for this podcast was just to say, you've got to be fucking kidding me that they didn't bring Kara and Polly in for a ride or dies theme. But quick, few other quick hits on the cast because as we said, we'll obviously do a full season preview way down the line. We'll do a full cast breakdown. We might yeah, do a full cast breakdown as a separate episode from a season preview, the whole thing. But closer when it, you know, we've got another half season of All-Stars, another season of the Challenge USA before we even can really dive into this. But a few other quick hits just because we're already here. Why not? Bananas is back and Laurel is back. That's a big help to the show. Both of those people being back, big, big help. Talk, I'm going to stop. try to stop saying talk more about this later because I already said it once, but this will be the last time I say we'll talk more about it later. But Bananas and Laurel being back, super duper helpful for the show. Very excited to see both of them back. Then the other, the big, big kind of news, last second news was that, you know, a ton of people fly out to the show. Not everyone then gets used or some people have to drop, which means other people because their partners or whatever have to. And unfortunately for him, Josh will not be on this season anymore. He was casted but then moved to alternate and it does not sound like got used or has been used yet um which means josh is not on which i do want a quick aside um as much as i have you know been one of the many that has said i would prefer a season without josh i also want to again take the time to acknowledge the incredible work he's been putting in and how fucking shredded he's getting and how seriously he's taking the fitness and how much ass he would kick if he gets back into this house, and I'm sure he will, it's just not going to happen on this season. So keep putting in the work, keep being an amazing human. But I am excited that he will not be on the cast because that means that my Fessy fan club and my theory about Fessy, who is in the cast, could possibly be put to the test and maybe even proven right this season because I said all during last season, as people, more and more people, the last two seasons started to dislike Fessy. He became the villain of the show, and I said Fessy's amazing for the show, and everyone would love him, and everyone would love that he's on the show if he was there without Josh and Casey, that there was it was the three of them came as such a package into the show and had been such a package on all the seasons they did together that it was all this big brother hate and Fessy was the one that got the most of it. Josh certainly gets plenty of his and Casey gets some of hers as well, but she wins. And so not nearly as much, but now Fessy's going to be there without Josh. And I think that leads to the possibility that my theory of if he was there alone without those other two away from the big brother trio and just treated on, well, let's see what he does in an environment without a bunch of his best friends, without this obvious alliance, see how it goes, see what people think of him. That's going to get put to the test. Very excited for that. Another thing we've got that I'm very excited for is Kayla did come back to the flagship. She does All-Stars 3. We've seen so far she's kicking ass on it so far, five episodes in, and clearly had such a good time, which was our wish for her on our preview of All-Stars 3. As we said, we hope Kayla had so much fun, such a good time, does so well that it inspires her to go back to the flagship, which she has done, it seems like the real inspiration was that they allowed her to bring her new, I believe it maybe, or no, they're filming it right now. I'm a dummy. 
her new husband, Sam, Sam Bird, I believe, yeah, Sam Bird, uh, that she lives with over in the UK. Now, I think it was probably your husband's allowed to come and be your partner. That was probably the biggest inspiration of sure. Okay, I'll do the longer film time. And But I think a lot of it had to do with maybe some success that she's been having on All Stars. But she's back. I think that's a big get for the flagship and a big get for the future of both those franchises to be able to say, hey, we reintegrate people into the world through All Stars. It doesn't have to be the oldest people in the world. And it does mean if you reintegrate and you like it, that you can also go back to the flagship if you want. So love seeing the first time that that path has happened. Also, Turbo is here. Wasn't sure I was ever going to see Turbo on the challenge again. Uh, the picture that the Gamer Vev and others have been using for him. Turbo, I mean, Turbo's always been jacked. Turbo's always been an incredible athlete. Turbo's real jacked up uh, these days, even more so than before. Uh, and looks like a force to be reckoned with. Um, excited. I think excited to see turbo back. Um, we will see, but it was one unexpected a little bit. I, I thought, thought maybe that ship had sailed for him, but also the whole like turbos back, but Kara and Polly can't be back. Those three are friends. And it would have made it even better to have Kara and Polly here and have an, an ally in the house and turbo. And maybe there could have been a big alliance of like kind of a good versus evil, you know, not those people are not evil, but you know what I mean? As far as the edit would go, they could have been a little alliance everyone hates, but they're really good and they're really hard to beat, really hard to take out. Missed opportunity, again, as we say. And then the final things on the only comments I have so far on any of the rookies, some I know, some I don't know. You know, some I only know of like, I know who Kayla's husband Sam is because I follow her on Instagram. I've seen pictures of him and stuff. Looks like an athletic, charming fellow. Don't know anything else. Some of them I've seen from, you know, ways like that. Some I have no idea from different shows. They have no idea. The only thing I will say, absolute smoke shows. They definitely, guys and gals alike, uh, they definitely went for, we're going to bring in some hot rookie class. They did that. So that's great. Hats off to all these very beautiful people. They're bringing on to our screens. And the only other final comment on the cast of just looking at the rookies and basing this off these very little bit of knowledge I have about any of them, if only some of them, and their pictures and who they're partnered with. My early, early eye, my early lean towards uh, who might surprise and kick some ass, and maybe not even surprise once we meet them, but Amber B is back, and she's brought her boyfriend, Chauncey Palmer, Just C. Palmer, on Instagram, who I learned of through her Instagram and starting to post a bunch with him. Then he's a big fitness guy. I actually follow him now, too. And he's a big, big dude who takes his fitness very seriously, and he's partnered with a former champ. And I'm just going to, my early eye is on the two of them as a, as an underdog team. There's going to be a lot of attention paid to the bananas and laurels of the world coming back in to a turbo coming back in and Kayla coming back in. Obviously I just paid them attention already in my brief little casting quick hits here, but my eye is on Chauncey and Amber as uh, possibly some people to beat. I apologize if that's not I, I believe his name is Chauncey, but I always only refer to him as his Instagram title is Just C. Palmer, and so I found a way to only say that. So uh, apologies if I've got it wrong, but I think that they might kick some ass, and that is the final note I've got on season 38 and its cast for now. And then finally, I've got to quickly touch on the challenge documentary. Uh, as a historian of the challenge, as the guy who wants to write the record books of the challenge, who eventually would one day like to do something like 
tell the story of the challenge via book or documentary, two things that the challenge is currently now doing on their own from their, you know, from the official sources, which is great. That should be my dream. I mean, it is kind of my dream, but it, that should be my dream that I get to see something like this. And yet the first glance of the challenge documentary, uh, kind of looks a lot more like my nightmare than it does like my dream. If you're unaware at all, uh, they announced a few months, well, many months ago, they announced a book, uh, like how to be a challenge champion, something of that nature. And then they announced the people that were in it and it got, you know, uh, ridiculed online deservingly because it's some of the people that weren't in it and some of the people that were, and I don't remember when that book's coming out, but it's kind of went by the wayside because then a couple months ago, they announced that there was going to be a challenge documentary that we were going to tell the history of the show, all these in depth. And they started announcing different people that were doing, going to LA to do interviews for this documentary. And it was sounded great. And I got super excited. And then last night at the MTV VMAs, they debuted a first like little 50 second promo for it. And you know how I already know that they didn't get this right? Because the one of the first people I see in this is Kim Kardashian. And why is Kim Kardashian in the challenge documentary? I guess she's a super fan of the show, a celebrity fan of the show. That's great. Didn't know that. Wonderful. Glad to know someone with that kind of influence is, you know, is a big fan of the show. That's amazing. But also, that's not what I'm coming to a challenge documentary to see. We got Kim Kardashian. We've got Vernon Davis. We've got Louise Hazel. Why? Why Why are any of those people, the three of the like six people we find out are even in this or commenting on in this challenge documentary? We do not need celebrities reading off cue cards, their brief, high-level, very generic feelings about the show. We certainly don't need, you know, the idea of athletes being in this documentary to talk about like what they do versus what's on the challenge. And, you know, Vernon Davis, I believe, I don't remember if he was on Champs First Pros. I know he's like hosted, I believe, one of the reunions. Louise Hazel is there. She was on Champs First Pros. She really liked it, but also Champs First Pros was not the challenge at all. We talked about that at length in the past. I'm not going to do it again, but it's not the challenge. It's not the same thing. It's not even freaking close. And so why are these people a part of this? This is not what I want this to be. And I don't want to be so quick to make such a strong judgment off a 50 second promo for a six episode TV series that I'm get, I still have my fingers crossed and I still feel like if you had to ask me, I can guarantee you I'm going to love it no matter almost what it is. Cause it's still going to be about the challenge. And I know some of the people involved, I'm going to love seeing and hearing talk about whatever they want to say about the show, but it also leaves me a little bit terrified. Um, that this is what we've got for the first 50 seconds is what they got to promote it. I got to remember that they're promoting this specifically at the VMAs. So I get this, maybe the celebrity tie-ins a little bit more so than even just the people from the shows. And they do start the whole thing with CT so that, you know, they're getting that right so far, but this should be, and maybe it still will be again, uh, fingers crossed, but it should be the coolest thing ever. The soup, you know, some super interesting, if they really went for it, if they just really went like, we really want to tell the story, we really want to go behind the scenes, we want to talk about some of the, the not so great moments, we want to talk about like why decisions, certain decisions were made, how the show was shaped over the years, and I guess we don't have any idea that they're not going to do that, but and maybe that isn't the most exciting part to lead a promo with, but it's what I want this thing to be, and so it leads me to a couple quick points on it. A documentary from the people, the, the subject matter of a documentary being the ones that make a documentary doesn't always lead to the best documentaries because those people then 
you know, they what they want to be in it versus what they don't want to be in it. If they're the subjects themselves, maybe they don't want to talk about some of the stuff that actually would be the most interesting of how did you work through when this ugly situation happened, when you had to make this big decision that didn't pan out. What led to that decision? What made you change and what made you get it right the next time? Those sorts of things maybe they want to avoid a little bit more. So part of me wishes that maybe this was coming from someone from the outside and not directly from inside the machine itself. And the things I want out of this are things like I want to hear producers from season one, two, and three. I want to hear why Road Rules All-Stars became a thing and why they then decided Road Rules All-Stars should change again and it should become a new show called The Challenge and why in seasons one, two, and three, you know, when they decided to change from, hey, this is still Road Rules-esque because they're traveling the world to let's do in one house, the name change. I want to hear what was Survivor's impact on the challenge as it became popular and a behemoth and this massive cultural force. What did that do? I want to hear things like, were the weird eliminations on season eight, The Inferno, because Fear Factor was a huge success at that time, which shout out to the great, the wonderful Shane Landry for commenting. I recently posted about those eliminations on challenge Instagram. He was on that season, the Inferno. And he mentioned that at the time fear factor was really, really popular and that they were probably going for that very insightful stuff from a man who was there himself. That's the type of stuff I would love to learn from this documentary that this first promo doesn't lead me to think that I'm going to learn things like that. Um, you know, did they have, did they totally just stop caring about road rules because the challenge was replacing it? Or was that just a natural thing that that was going to happen and it was going to die out anyways. And then as I've referenced a few times in all of this, are they actually going to talk about some of the ugly moments, the darker moments? There's been a lot of mistakes over the years. There's been ugly moments. There's been lawsuits around this show and nasty, unfortunate things that took place on the show. Are they going to talk at all about how you make it through when, you know, on your whatever 14, 15, 16th season, a big lawsuit comes out of that, how they have make decisions about certain cast members are allowed to come back or not allowed to come back, how they decide things about just the general idea that I've always talked a lot about. The weird thing about being a fan of this show is you're rooting for debauchery. You're rooting for drama. You're rooting. You kind of want the people to get drunk and act stupid, but also you don't want them to do, you know, you want silly, stupid that you and your friends might do and are totally innocent. You don't want nasty, ugly moments when that line gets way too crossed and now there's some really horrible things going on. And we're all weirdly rooting for that, but we don't want to admit that we're rooting for that. But that's kind of the whole idea of this show originally was like volatile, crazy, charismatic people in a house competing for money. They're allowed to drink. They're allowed to party. They're allowed to hook up. They're allowed to go to the club. They're allowed to you know go to the beach on their off day, whatever. But they're also doing this game and it's silly, but it's competitive and whatever, and it's a weird line to walk, and they do it as much as any reality television show does of walking that fine line of promoting this dramatic, this crazy shit, knowing, though, that the that, that line, you have to walk right up to it and walk along it, but going over it is a really, really bad thing, but that all the best television happens just shy of that line. Will they talk about any of that at all or how they try to produce that and make that happen with safety measures in place to make sure nothing untoward happens, make sure that line is only walked and not crossed. I don't know if they're going to be willing to do that because, again, they're, they're making it from the inside. Uh, so do they want to bring some of that stuff up? Do they want to talk about something like, 
you know, how is the dirty 30 situation where Camilla, you know, has her rant, a lot of racist things are said and, you know, Leroy is left, you know, dealing with the trauma of that for years and years and then only publicly, you know, finding the strength to talk about it a few years after the fact be in some small part because there wasn't maybe the best support system in the actual world of the challenge around it. Like I want to, I kind of want to know about that stuff. Um, and so will they talk about any of that? I do not know, but, uh, I'm, I'm going to keep my hopes. I'm going to keep them tempered no matter what I, the moment I heard challenge documentary, my expectation went to like a plus this is the greatest thing in the world. And I was like, that's not fair to whatever I'm going to eventually see put them down to a reasonable expectation. But now I'm trying to not lower them either too much. But the first, the first glance we got of it doesn't look like the greatest, uh, the greatest thing in the world, but I, I hope I'm wrong. And I think that I am going to be wrong because 50 seconds showing to a VMAs audience versus six episodes to challenge diehard audience. I'm guessing, you know, they were, pretty specific and selective about what they showed in that promo on that particular stage and platform. We shall see, but here's the hoping it's truly amazing. And whether it is or isn't one day when I build my actual challenge hall of fame, I will also do the true deep dive, the documentary, the book, tell the whole history, all this stuff, whether it's been done or will be done or hasn't been done the way it's meant to be done deserves to be done. I one day hope to actually do it. And with that, we are done here for today on the podcast. So got some of those feelings off my chest. Again, I apologize that there's a lot of potentially negative feelings or trepidation that I'm feeling about some of the stuff coming out in the future. But to 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 get out of that, all we got to do is wait 48 hours for the next episode of All Stars 3 because All Stars 3 kicks ass and it's wonderful and lovely. And I bet the next episode is going to be great. So we will be back on Wednesday to talk all things episode six of All Stars 3 and get back to that power of positivity that we normally love to share around here. And then we'll again be back on Friday with Battle of Sexes 2, deep dive into that season, season nine, as the rewatch series rolls on. Also, all week long, Battle of Sexes 2 content will slowly but surely start coming out on Instagram at Challenge Historian. Follow us there if you want some of that additional content. Check out all the pods coming this week. Thank you so much for being here today. Until we talk again, peace.